0: All right, roll for initiative. Podcast, the podcast that helps you level up your role-playing game. Tabletop, LARP, mush, and everything in between. We're not better gamers than you. We just all have different experiences to share. And maybe we can help you have more fun at your game, because the only way to win a role-playing game is to, to have, have fun. fun. I'm Ryan. I'm, the, I'm I'm somebody. You are somebody. I'm You're the somebody cur- to me. Aww. Aww. I'm the curmudgeon. Joining me, as always, is Carrie, the legend. Yellow. And Jason, the favorite, ditched us. He ditched us. Nah, he's not no. here. He's still having, uh, he's still having some real life troubles. So hopefully he will be back with us next week. That's the hopes. Or in August,
1: <laughs> if, <he> gets, <laughs> if, if his work calls him back. Nah, yeah. You
0: know what? I gotta, I gotta say, Jason has had a really rough beginning of the year. Yeah. And and hopefully things will turn around. But until they do, we got this.
1: We got this, Jason. No yeah. worries. So, um, yeah,
0: before we get into the gaming stuffs, let's get a report on our
1: Patreons. Ooh, how do we fancy. have anyone new this week? We do have someone new. What? what? So, we've got James. Oh. James Davey.
0: James Davey of The Hidden World.
1: Yes. He's now supporting our podcast. Aw. Well we, should,
0: we should do more interviews. He must have liked us. <laughs> I'm blushing.
1: Oh, we must not have sucked.
0: James is awesome. He we're, is. we're glad we were able to interview him and his buddy Jim about The Midnight mm-hmm. World. And if you've not checked it out, you should go to themidnightworld.com. I think and so, yes. uh, no, that's it. Is it okay? Yeah, I was only uncertain because you made scrunchie brows. Because I don't I remember sure. those things. Anyway, but yeah, it's pretty awesome. So uh, anyway, let's let's talk about the rest of our patreons. Oh,
1: we have so many. Our patreons is our patron is is, is patreon I don't know. Ises patronisms. Patronisms. That no, sounds that, yeah. Negative. No, that's negative. Who we got? Uh well, as always, we have Cameron. Ah, oh, Cameron. And <laughs> what? Is that what we're doing this week? No, no,
0: well, okay. not now, because you've now. made a thing out of it. I
1: have made a thing. Then we have Drew. Okay. Oh, my gosh. We have Joel. Okay. And, oh, my gosh, we've got Josh Heath. Okay. Then we've got Lost Colonies. Okay. And we've got Noah. Okay. Oh, my gosh. We have Ryan Martin. Okay. And we have Salim. Okay. Then we have Sarah. Rah, 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 rah,
0: rah, rah. Oh, okay. All right. Well, if you'd like to get a shout out on the podcast, mm-hmm. uh, you can. All you've got to do is go to patreon.com slash honor roll podcast. You also can get uh, free stuff, have your character call in, and we'll give them a hard time and make fun of them. Uh, we'll uh, send you postcards or prints or anything like that. So anyway, we'd love to have you help support us uh, mm-hmm. because we really, really Really want a roadcaster Pro? Oh
1: my gosh! (laughs) He won't stop talking. It will only
0: make this podcast more betterer.
1: More better. It won't help Mm -hmm. our English though. Yeah. Well, yeah. Maybe there's a button for that.
0: I don't know. All
1: right. right, Maybe we do need it.
0: Anyway, uh, when last we left our intrepid adventurers, we were sitting right here at this table. Mm -hmm. What you've been up to this week?
1: I have been doing so much art lately. I'm sorry to hear that. Oh No, being an artist kind of means I have to. Really? Yeah. Nah. Ah. I don't know. No, no, no. Um, I last minute have gotten a table at Canuga, Yeah, this was like super surprise. So, yeah. if any of you
0: are coming to Canoga in Chattanooga mm-hmm. this weekend, uh, we'd love for you to stop by Carrie's Real Fun Studios table. Pew pew
1: pew 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 pew. Yeah.
0: Do you have anything brand new and awesome to I, sell at this table?
1: I do. I do. I'm so excited. What is it? So, <clears throat> um, Sticker Mule had a a uh, flash sale on something. Yeah, and, and so I got stickers of what? Of of the child.
0: Oh, Baby Yoda stickers Baby Yoda are Yoda awesome.
1: Stickers, so I'm very excited about Super them. Super cool. Yeah, and I also have a gallery show this weekend. Oh my gosh. That happened. The theme happens to be pop culture. So I'm spread really thin. I bet. Yeah. And so that's crazy. And I've been working on some gun belt art. And you did the 200 Pokemon. And I did 200 Pokemon this weekend to celebrate hitting 200 followers on my Twitch stream.
0: Wow. So they they can find you on Twitch, Instagram, and Twitter, and Facebook, all at Real Fun Studios. Mm -hmm. It's R-E-E-L. Yes. Like the movie reel. That's very cool. I, I try. Yeah, yeah.
1: So there. So what have you been up to, Ryan?
0: Um, you know, I had another really busy week at work because yeah, we had you some did. folks come in from out of town that I had to help uh, entertain, and so. Um, so I've been, you know, pretty, pretty packed and busy with the workses, but it's yeah. finally starting to slow down just in time for things to pick up for Kandunga. For Kandunga, yeah. So, uh, Kanduga, I'm helping run a bunch of the panels because they like when I do the, mod- when I moderate when their panels. When you tell people to shut up? Yeah. Yeah. When I'm like, hey, we don't like Nazis. Sit down.
1: <laughs> that was such a weird panel.
0: Yeah. <laughs> it was bizarre.
1: It was so bizarre. You were just like, Nazis are the bad guys. Right? That's just how it is, dude. Yeah me and his beard yeah. so
0: anyway there you go all right hey. well let's uh go to combat rounds and then uh talk about some things Is okay all right yeah. Why is that funny?
1: <laughs> because that's like the third time you had to do it because it kept popping because you were
0: making a silly voice. <laughs> yeah. You know the microphones wouldn't pop if we had one of those oh Rodecaster Pro soundboards. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. <sighs> just
1: saying.
0: We gotta get that Patreon up to seven hundred dollars a month. <laughs> just for one month. Just for one month. If everyone Goodbye. would just go there, back us for one month, and then you can pull it back. We just gotta get that seven hundred bucks. Oh, so we can get that Rodecaster Pro. All right. Well, this week we've got a good topic, I think. Maybe. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. We're going to talk about romance. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Romance. Uh, so we're going to talk about romance in gaming, uh, and we're going to be talking about the in-character romance in <laughs> gaming. Yeah. So we're not talking about like you know falling in love with your storyteller and marrying her mm-hmm. and eventually having a podcast with her.
1: That never happens. No.
0: No. Those are yeah. that is
1: fiction mm-hmm, mm-hmm.
0: Uh, we're gonna talk about like when a uh, character falls in love with a character oh okay yeah so that uh, happens mm-hmm Ooh. but first we're gonna actually talk for just a second uh, you know this show we talk about tabletop games we talk about larps and we talk about mushes right so mm-hmm. we've got uh, you know, People sitting around a Dorito table
1: mm-hmm.
0: rolling dice.
1: Nothing, nothing better than romance and, then and you've Doritos. Got
0: the live action role playing, yep. and then we've got the you know online Text-based. computer typing text is stuff. But really, romance kind of comes down to like four four sort of things when you're gaming. Mm-hmm. Uh, bleed, right? Yeah. So for folks who don't know what bleed is, bleed is when in character feelings, emotions, or reactions influence. Out of character or out of game in feelings, emotions, and, and, action. and actions, uh, and and it can actually go the other way as well mm-hmm. when out of character stuff comes into game. So uh, just to quickly kind of help folks who don't know bleed because bleed is actually kind of a new term and it really is mostly spoken about amongst LARPs. So if you're not right. a LARPer, you might not be familiar with it, but it happens in tabletop. And oh June. yes, absolutely. But the idea is that like. Uh, when we come to game, I absolutely cannot stand Jason Hughes. Let's just say randomly picking somebody. Who's Uh, not here. Right. So I'm like, man, I hate Jason Hughes in real life. So I get to game and then I realize the last thing I want to do is have my character interact with his character Mm -hmm. because then I, Ryan, have to interact with him, Jason. Yeah. And so so that's Bleed. That's my out-of-character dislike of Jason affecting... What I have my character do to his character, right? And it can go the other way as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, if I decide, you know, I really like, I really like Jason's char- character. Um, I, it may make me treat him better out of game, right? You know, I want to sit by him at the restaurant. Right, and these are really, really simple. Yeah, these are simpler, simple things. But bleed can get very complicated.
1: Very, complicated. Uh, you know, yeah.
0: especially like for example, if your two characters are dating and then the characters break up, and you decide in real life you hate them because of the way they role played the breakup.
1: Yeah, and that does happen a lot.
0: So, yeah. so bleed the second consideration with romance in gaming is safety, right? Yes, uh, you know, and, and that is exactly what it sounds like—just the safety of the players involved.
1: Yes, and and that actually is for all three types of gaming. Mm-hmm. You know, it is not just you know. in you would think it's only LARP, but or, it, or it,
0: even LARP and tabletop, but not over a computer because you can't see each
1: other. Yeah, no, no, but no. but it's it's, it's
0: it's all three. Yeah, uh, and then another the other difference the other kind of focus is focus, <laughs> right? So the idea of um, what is the what is the focus of the role play in a relationship? Right. Uh, and then the last is goal. What is, as a player, what is it you're seeking to what do you want? get from it? Yeah, what do you want? And so those those four things are very different uh, going between Tabletop, LARP, and Mush. And I think the, the simplest thing is for us to maybe just start talking about Tabletop first.
1: Yeah, that's usually the first.
0: Yeah, we'll talk about tabletop yeah. first. That way, all of the tabletop players can uh, stop listening after like <laughs> twenty minutes.
1: Just put flags <laughs> up. Should have saved
0: it for last. Dang, oh. it. Dang it! it! Hey. So let's first talk about what it's like as a storyteller, as a dungeon master uh, in your as tabletop a game group. runner. What is it like as a game runner to be running one of your NPCs? uh you know falling in love with uh one of your player characters right so there's so i'm running the game you're playing in it and your character carry is starting to fall for An one NPC. of my npcs all right what are the things i've got to consider as a as a as a dm when i'm running this
1: well okay and i i actually think this is for all <clears throat> three types is if you as a game runner Are going to run anything like that. You need to sit down with that player and make sure that everyone is on the same page. Like you need to make sure, hey, I'm going to, you know, if you want, I'm going to make sure they want it. And then if they say yes, make sure that they understand the boundaries you want to run and then you understand the boundaries they want.
0: Right. So this is just about safety and and consent, basically. But consent is huge. In in most cases, in a tabletop game, usually it's not the NPC pursuing the PC. It's usually the player character pursuing the NPC. Correct. Um, and the reason that's important to note is because uh, since you're role-playing it as the storyteller or DM, you still have the right to not be interested in that, mm-hmm. just like the player does. I used to play in a tabletop game... Um, I had a character who fell in love with an NPC girl, right. and the storyteller was a boy, mm-hmm. and he was just like, he was all about role-playing it uh, when it was like courting, right. and then when it became like an official relationship, then he was like all squirrely and uncomfortable with it. And it made uh-huh. the whole thing not fun for either of us. Right. Uh, and probably not for anyone else in the room. Oh, I'm sure. Yeah. So so that's something to think about. You know, the other thing is, is I think as a storyteller, you should remember that everyone in the room doesn't need to see everything. Oh, yeah. That is very true. You know, and, and I don't even mean like, you don't have to take the player to the other room to run the scenes either. I'm just saying there's nothing wrong with being like, in the downtime, your character takes the NPC out on a date. Yeah. Hand wave it.
1: Hand wave it. it. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Um, and that brings us kind of to um, the next thing, which is is the other side of that. When you're playing a character that is courting an NPC.
1: I think the biggest thing is do not hog the table. Yeah. Like there is nothing worse than sitting at a table and just watching someone else role play. And you're not able to get in anything. You can't do any roles, You can't say anything because they're flipping through books or they're they're passing love notes to the to the game runner or, or whatever. You know, it's just like, oh, come on.
0: Right. That sort of thing is uh, is, you know, it makes sense in in almost any kind of scene that's being run. But it's for some reason it feels amplified.
1: Oh, it's so aggravating. <laughs> well, it's
0: also uncomfortable because sometimes it's like it's kind of like spying on somebody's date. Yeah, gross. No. Right? Ooh. Not interesting. Yeah. Uh, and, and you know, just because the storyteller and that player are interested in it doesn't mean anyone else is.
1: Yeah. Um, I mean, if you really need to, go out for coffee. <laughs> uh, if you have to run that scene. <laughs> or send emails.
0: So yeah. Hmm. You know, but none of this is to say not to, to run it, though. Yeah.
1: If, if everyone's
0: okay with it. Uh, and then the, the last way that it can kind of occur, romance in a tabletop game, is when a PC is uh beginning to become romantic with another pc Mm -hmm. and i think that that is uh probably the from a safety and consent standpoint the the most risky in a tabletop game because uh because the storyteller is not directly involved to kind of keep a handle on
1: things yeah and that's the big thing is keeping a handle on it
0: and so if you're a storyteller a dungeon master and you notice that two of your player characters are starting to to give the googly eyes at one another. Uh, you know, it's never a bad idea to maybe pull them aside or take them to coffee or something and just go, you know, if your characters are going to fall for one another. That's you know, great. There's some conver- a conversation we just need to have really quick, you know, about about making sure that you're not hogging the game, making sure that uh, whatever you guys are running with one another, you're comfortable with, and and mm-hmm. that it's not going to, you know, be uncomfortable for the other players. Well,
1: and also... You know, I think we mentioned earlier something about uh, breakups. Right. Or maybe we haven't yet. We maybe. haven't. Okay. So, in, but if your characters break up, you also don't want the table to suddenly dissolve into chaos. Right. You know, like everyone's just got to be on the same page. Yeah. So
0: there's no bleed. You have to be really careful with a PC-PC relationship in a tabletop game because uh, your party is so small, right? Yeah. Your party may only be five people. And if two of them hate each other because mm-hmm. they're exes...
1: Yeah. Right. That can
0: be a really difficult or it could uh, be great
1: role play if everybody is cool with it.
0: Right. So it's something it's definitely something to uh, to consider. Um, The other piece kind of with that is all of this stuff can be skirted in tabletop really easily because there's always a constant passage of time. Yes. More so than in any of the, more so than in LARP and Mush. You know, in between game sessions, sometimes weeks can pass or months can pass. A year. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, And so it's important to keep that in mind that you can also just sort of narrate stuff away.
1: Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, oh, we got married in downtime. Oh, okay. You know, oh, we had kids. Oh, you know, like you can move your whole life forward. Yeah. I also
0: want to note for folks that uh, if you are a couple in real life, uh, that can cause other problems in a tabletop game. (laughs) I typically, you know, all right, so I'm just going to be like the, I'm going to be the curmudgeonly fella for a minute. Oh, boy. I'm just going to say this. My personal opinion is that real life couples should not in-game couple in a tabletop game. Okay. How come? Uh, because there is so much baggage in the in tabletopping that comes from real life couples gaming together that adding yet another level to it can sometimes just be more drama than, than a tabletop group is really interested in or capable of I handling. think
1: maybe the word the what you need to change is perceived baggage because it doesn't matter if there is baggage or not. If you and I went to a to a bunch of people that didn't know us and they knew, you know, we sat down and we we're like, we're a married couple. We're going to play a married couple in this game. Everyone would go, "Uh, no." Right. And it's like, "But you don't, you know, you and I might do it fine." Yeah. I'd like to think we would,
0: you know. But on the flip side, some of the the baggage type of thing that I'm that that I'm also talking about is, you know, we all We've all been in a gaming group where someone who's played regularly with us uh, at the table for like years and years suddenly just invites his his girlfriend uh-huh. or she invites her boyfriend yeah. to the table. Uh, and that, that significant other is only there because the other one is there. Yeah. Um, and it always makes things difficult and frustrating for the other players. And if you add to that... Also, this new character is magically going to just fall in love with mine. Mm-hmm. It's just going to make people
1: roll their eyes, roll
0: their eyes, and be angry with you more. Yep. So, uh, you know, there is a lot of, of of possible baggage that can come along with this stuff. That just I just tell people, you know, as a one of those sort of general rules, like I just think that it's a good idea to try and avoid it in a tabletop game. Fair. You know, I, and that's not to say again that there aren't exceptions or that it can't can't be done. Right. Um, But I don't want to be completely negative, though. So on the positive side of of romance in tabletops, they can be very, very rewarding and fulfilling and can be a lot of fun. You know, I I remember in the tabletop game uh, that once once it went from in in that one that I was talking about, once once it went from courting so it was it was great when it was just flirting and courting yeah, right yeah. in scenes, and then it was really awkward when it was a romance. but then once it was uh once the character and the two characters were married, yeah you know because again that passage of time thing right, right yeah, once the two characters were married, it was not awkward anymore again hmm. uh you know i I think it was just kind of that like serious romance part that was really uncomfortable for for him as a storyteller.
1: For, yeah um, and you know not all storytell, not all game runners like running stuff like that
0: right or or have ever experienced it in real life to yeah, know that, how to run yeah, it too yeah, yeah,
1: yeah.
0: Um, so but you know it it was actually a really important part of my character's story and uh and everybody really liked it in that group, you know mm-hmm. we were careful about how we ran it and stuff but um so so it can be really awesome
1: right. I've never gotten to experience a tabletop romance. Really? Yeah, it just has never come up.
0: Is that because you uh, hate tabletopping?
1: Yeah. <laughs> no. <laughs> no. A lot of it is I don't get to tabletop anymore.
0: Right. Yeah. I you used to
1: tabletop when you were younger. Yeah, but not uh, not as much as I do these other gamings. Right. Systems and stuff. So. Well, let's move on then. Let's talk
0: about uh, romance in a LARP. Ooh, ooh. Ooh. So again, just like tabletop, it can be uh, a PC with an NPC. It can be uh, uh, a PC and a PC, Mm -hmm. and and those things are different. So let's start with with just the basics. No matter what happens, uh, LARP is the one in which safety and consent is the most important.
1: Yeah, those bells ring right away.
0: Yeah, because so much of of LARP is actually physical. (laughs) You know, Mm -hmm. you're moving when... Your, your character puts their hand on somebody else's shoulder when they're giving them an inspirational speech right or whatever and those things amplify when it is a romance yes and so it is very important that boundaries and consent are, are really established out of out of game beforehand very yes right. and sometimes you know those things uh, those lines can be all over the place mm-hmm. you know there are uh, I, there are weekend long boffer LARPs where characters, you know, where, where players will have their characters actually go back to their bunks together.
1: Yeah. What? No, that, like for me, that's too much. I, yeah. But well, but, but, you but what? If
0: for- you were if you were a single gamer and they were a single gamer and you were, you know, like it's. I'm not saying that I could do it. I'm saying it isn't that crazy
1: people no yeah you know. no no it's there is a level of immersion immersion that um i'm not comfortable with there and i mean i've i'm very okay with like people Grab, you know, like, I've got, I have players that I'm comfortable with in LARPs that, like, they'll grab my hand and, you know, drag me along for a scene right. or do whatever. You know, I've got characters that will hug me that will, you know, I've, yeah. I've, I've had a character kiss me, right. you know, in a LARP, you know, and it's, it's, a, you know, like that but I think for me, there are certain lines. And, like, the character that kissed me, he asked me beforehand. Right. He was like, you know, if this goes in this way, can I? And I was like, yes, you know, because right. that, that. Feels right and is fine, you know, and we were not dating, you know, so it, you know, it wasn't like a boyfriend-girlfriend kissing.
0: Right, right. What what I'm all I'm trying to say is just that, like, there are different limits for different people Mm -hmm. in different types of of LARPs. Yes. Right. I guarantee you, though, even in those even when a situation like that happens, I'm pretty certain that, like, the storytellers would probably be like, I'm not I prefer that to be not happening.
1: Uh, Yeah. (laughs) Or if it is happening, don't tell people.
0: Right. Don't ask. Don't tell. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, But the Mm -hmm. point is, though, I do. I, I have heard tales. I know that that. I know that that occurs Mm -hmm. Um, and I also know though that like then there are some LARPs where you know they they hold up the out of character symbol with their hand and they say my character kisses you and the other person says okay it's a nice kiss
1: yes I'm
0: a good kisser right yeah you know there are some in some situations where like the characters don't even hold hands they say we we walk through holding hands yeah and so uh, you know it's very important to set up those boundaries uh, of safety mm-hmm. and consent and the physical contacts right up front in a LARP because they are so immersive and and you know,
1: well, it's easy to for me anyway. LARP is really easy to get those those bleed issues, mm-hmm. especially if you're physically touching someone. Sure, it's know? almost
0: just like getting lost in the moment because of the immersion.
1: Yes, absolutely. Yeah, and that can be that can be really intensely awesome or intensely confusing.
0: Right hmm a larp can can be a lot like like tabletop uh as well with you know the fact that uh players you know pcs can fall in love with with npcs yes um and not all larps go that route but like for example like you you used to run you your larps are relationship heavy
1: you yes like to run that yes i do where i grew up uh larping <laughs> um there wasn't a lot of romance And I always felt
0: like in those games,
1: in those games. Yeah, there there just wasn't, you know, they were all political or they were all fighty, stabby or or whatever it was. And so when I started um, running my games, I decided I wanted there to be personal relationships. Right. Like, you know, I wanted people to cry with an accent in a corner and, <laughs> and I wanted I wanted all these emotions to come in. I wanted to be able to pull these emotions out of people and, and um and have them get that reaction out of me and you know, like I wanted them to be like, I felt something, right. you know. Which I realize now was a little too much mm-hmm. sometimes. Like that's fine to run that kind of game, but I was running <laughs> it whether players wanted that or not. Right. You know, and so sometimes people are like, whew, that's too much, you know, and I was like, what? I made you feel like yeah. I know. was like, oh, no, no. One of
0: the one of the dangers of being a storyteller, running an NPC, falling in love with a PC in a LARP that I have found is that as a man, there are there are societal powers at play,
1: mm-hmm. you know,
0: that are um, that that make that that. Uh, Dangerous? Can make that dangerous for me and, and uncomfortable and f- make someone feel scary. endangered. Right. Can be scary. Can be scary for, for the, the player. Yeah. Um, you know, and, and so that's something I'm always very conscious of, you know, a lot, I tend to not run, I, I tend to prefer to not run. Uh, romantic NPCs in any of the LARPs I've ran right. just because I feel like it is safer for everyone or more comfortable for everyone right. to hand it off to a female storyteller to run.
1: Right. And you that's know? usually what you and it's I. It's usually do. you. Yeah. Yeah. Um, back back in the day, back in the day uh, when I was running werewolf, a werewolf LARP up in Indiana, um, I had a staff, uh, Joel, was was on my staff with me. And we actually had a system where if it was a male NPC, I would run it. And if it was a female NPC, he would run it. And, you know, because usually if, you know, if we had a guy come up and be like, I want to run a scene with Jenny and take her on a date or whatever, there wouldn't be bleed if Joel ran Jenny.
0: Right. And and a, a guy... Interacting with another, a guy playing a guy character, player character, interacting with a guy playing a female NPC. NPC. There are no, there are no major safety or power
1: mm-hmm. hierarchy
0: concerns there.
1: Right. And at least for myself, when I play NPCs, you know, I'm, I'm pretty, and I know these terms aren't actually what you're supposed to like for real anymore. I'm pretty alpha female. Mm-hmm. You know, so like. I don't get scared easy or intimidated easy. Right. And so, like, if I've got a a player character who's being aggressive with me and the the NPC wouldn't put up with it, I don't put up with it. I'm right. not going to be intimidated. Um, now, I know that there are, there are storytellers, you know, whatever gender they are, who do feel that way. And if, if you feel like it's going to make you uncomfortable, just don't run those scenes. Right. Just say, I'm not... I'm not going to run romance. We either hand wave this and say, hey, you have a significant other, or you go to another storyteller to run it, or you don't have it in your game. And it's right. just in the background.
0: And again, sometimes you can even just step out of character and just say, this NPC is going to flirt with you. Would you like me to roleplay that? Mm-hmm. Would you like us to just state that that happened? Or would you like that to not, not- occur at mm-hmm.
1: all? And that is that is such a healthy thing to do.
0: Right. Um, the truth is, it, it, you know, we talk about, about this idea that trust enables risk. Mm-hmm. The fact that you have asked them for permission yes. will often create trust that will en- enable them to feel like they trust you enough to allow your yeah, NPC it's a, it's to Yeah, it's a
1: safety net. Right. They go, they care enough to ask, okay, sure, you can flirt a little They're bit. They're aware. Yeah. They're aware, so we can do this and if it gets uncomfortable, I can just tell them and stop.
0: If you ask me for permission to begin it, then I know you're not gonna be mad if I stop you halfway through And and go, you know what,
1: we're good. Yeah. Right.
0: And the beauty about about LARPs is that storytelling is often done by a staff. Yes. And so it is always it's always really uh, possible to hand it to someone else.
1: Mm -hmm. You know,
0: if if it's a situation where like, you know, player A Really needs to be flirted with by this NPC, uh, but it really player A would really be more comfortable with it if it was Carrie because because right. Carrie is is you know not threatening to them Which for is any so reason. weird because right.
1: on every staff I've ever been on I'm like the most, the threatening. most threatening It's like
0: what is? <laughs> okay yeah but that's the great thing about LARP is you can hand yeah. it off to somebody else but again it all starts with that with that safety consent thing yes. and and it is super super important because of the physicality of larp. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can also uh I also want to talk a little bit about what it's like when a PC and a PC in a larp fall in love.
1: That's a little more
0: intense. Right. I think it's important first of all to to know what your if your game has any sort of set rules on it. Yeah. You know, this is particularly important for larps where there may be a sleepover involved.
1: Yes. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah.
0: Uh, If it's a camping or a weekend or anything like that, there may be specific rules set up to to either enable or disable such such events from occurring. Uh, But but, you know, know what your your game's rules are.
1: Yeah. (laughs) Sorry. I'm just imagining a key LARP.
0: (laughs) Right. Everybody, as you check in your character, everybody turns their keys in also. I mean, you
1: know, good for them. Anyway, sorry. Sorry.
0: <laughs> and then secondly to what your game allows is you also need to, again, as a player, you still have to follow those same sort of consent, you know, concerns mm-hmm. and, and situations with, with the player that your fault. Yeah, absolutely. In and in with. fact,
1: I find that it's important to reaffirm those boundaries, you know, like right now, I'm in a I'm I'm playing in a LARP where I have got a a a boy I like, and and you know and we flirt, but like every time I go to touch him, I step out of character and I go, "Is it all right if I touch you?" And he right. goes, "Yeah, absolutely." You know, and fi- you know, and then I then Not I hold there. His, oh! no, no, you know, and then I hold his hand or I tug on his sleeve or whatever it is. Right. Um, and and it's I I think that it's really important to ask every game because you know what, there might be a game where someone goes, you know what. Not not now. Right. I have a headache or
0: whatever, you know. And I'm going to tell you, uh, in a LARP, <laughs> the little things like tugging on their sleeve speak way more than sitting in their lap.
1: Oh yeah. <laughs> oh, it's so good. It's, so, su- it's so manipulative. Something oh. about something
0: about it. But in a LARP, the subtle cues are like way more large than mm-hmm. than the obvious things. Yep. But yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, So let's talk a little bit now about the, uh, the real couples. Oh, like we talked about with tabletop. Yeah. Okay. Let's just say a a boyfriend and a girlfriend and Mm -hmm. are both players and the boyfriend's character is dating the girlfriend's character.
1: (sighs) Okay. So this gets really, really complicated. Were they dating when they made the characters, did they start dating after the characters were made? Like, were the characters dating at the same time? Or did the character, did the dating happen, like the start of the dating happen in the game? Like, were they, fl- It just, it's, it's, there's so many layers it's and all levels. It's all bleed.
0: It's all bleed. And the problem with all that bleed is it can really, uh, it doesn't. It can really annoy the hell out of the players around you. Yes. If you are not careful. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Right? it's It doesn't make them uh, feel unsafe. But yeah. it does. It does. It will piss
1: them off. It does. It's like weirdly aggravating. Right? Like, like,
0: oh, God. Carrie's sitting in Ryan's lap again. Why don't they just freaking go to afters and then get a room?
1: Uh, yeah. Because like, we own a house together.
0: <laughs> well, yeah. that's different because we're – that's what? my wife. But you know, if they're dating <laughs> – we were just dating though, but uh, yeah, it really can annoy
1: people. But also, it can be great role play. I agree with that as well. So, like, it's it, it's kind of uh, if you are if you have a significant other and are in game with them, and, and the two of you decide we're going to role play some kind of romance together. Just be aware of those around you, right? And don't be don't don't hog scenes. Don't be drama bombs all the time. You know you can have your moments, right? But it shouldn't always be about the two of you in your relationship because you have it in real life, right? It's all good. Now, when two uh, when two PCs
0: do date, you know, now talking back where it's just two players who mm-hmm. aren't dating, right? Uh, it is all about them in the drama, though. Oh, yeah, because that's what LARP is. Yeah. So we talked uh, about in, when we were talking about tabletop. You know the. The focus in a tabletop game when uh, two characters become romantically attached, yeah, uh, the focus is typically on the courting. Yes, you know the courtship. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and it usually is it has a goal. The goal is usually just like I'm going to flesh my character out a little bit. Yeah, no pun intended. Whoa. <laughs> Let's Whoa. flesh it out. <laughs> uh, but it's usually the goal is usually I'm going to flesh my character out a little bit, mm-hmm. uh, and and. Oftentimes, there's also a secondary goal of like this NPC will be really convenient for us to have in our back pocket. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> let's be <laughs> you know, honest. It's yeah, true, uh, and that's okay, right? That's playing the game. In a LARP, the focus is usually more on the drama, so it's not the courtship; it's the relationship or the breakup. Yes, right. The best, the best LARP romances are like. The difficult ones where they're they're fighting all the time, mm-hmm. or
1: whatever, and there's because, angst in because their, there's oh, drama
0: and angst, and that's what larpers live for in their characters.
1: Well, yeah, because you want that moment, right? And right, you know, like one of the very first larp's I ever played in. um I, I you know I had a romance right. w- with someone. And I ended up, because this was a long time ago, so this is like newbie stuff. You know, I faked my own death. What? And I pretended to be someone else. And then my I, my first character was
0: Batman. What? So it's like we're
1: twinsies. Yay! Um, and, and then my and then that PC stalked him. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, he figured it out really fast out of character, and we giggled the whole time about it because it was just ridiculous. Right. Um, but like. It, it was that moment, like, you know, like he'd he'd look around for me and then he'd flirt with someone else. And then I'd be like, <laughs> no, you know, and it, it was just ridiculously fun. But it was fun because we were both on the same level.
0: Right. One of the best uh, LARP romances I ever had was back in Chicago. There was a. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, another player, Aaron, and she she was awesome. And, yes, and she had a character. Still is awesome. She's still awesome. Yes, she, her character and my character were in one of those relationships where like uh, they fell in love because they hated each other. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? And so like it was just like everything those two characters did was to spite one another because they loved them so much. Yeah, right. And and that was fantastic to role play. Um, you know the the other great when I think about other great. LARP romances. My character has been in like the great the greatnesses of mm-hmm. them are all centered around like them breaking those romances oh, yeah. breaking. So so I think that that that's what we we have to remember is the focus and the goal shifts with with switching from tabletop
1: yes. to LARP. Um, I think I think we should uh, we we should have a disclaimer here though. Okay. So, Ryan and I met bleed. The- I know. Right. We met at a LARP and our characters ended up dating before we did. <laughs> like our, our, our vampire characters dated and there was all this fun drama because my, my character was insane. And uh, she, she had like four boyfriends, but they all knew <laughs> I was very open about it. And, um, and then, we started dating, and I remember when we started dating, one of the players got really weird with me, and I was like, "Why is this a problem?" And he he couldn't uh, verbalize that he was having bleed because that wasn't a term we had then.
0: Yeah, bleed is a new term, and not a new concept.
1: Yeah, the concept was there, but and and I remember I was really sad because I enjoyed. That drama, but it wasn't worth the out of character angst that he had along with the angst he was giving me right from being upset because because you and I were dating,
0: yeah, and ironically, our two characters weren't really that. Close as far as dating goes. No, it was a very casual date because your character was so broken and my character was so naive.
1: Yeah. And I actually think they were more friends than anything else.
0: And just he was he was so convinced that that she was amazing that he never realized that's all it was. And she was just just crazy enough. Well, she
1: just needed anchors. Right. Wherever she had stability. Yeah. And that's what she needed. So, you know, yeah. And and so, but but what was great about that is, we could then step away from those characters and go, "Wow, they're really messed up. They're not going to make it. Yeah, that's going to be great a great scene when it happens. You know, and you got to be healthy with that." Yeah. Should we talk about mush? (sighs) Well, that is the the last one, right? Relationships on a mush. Well, hold on. Let's let's go over again what a mush is, because it is a term that not everyone knows.
0: Mush is an online gaming system where you're you're t- you're basically typing in what happens.
1: Yeah, it's text based role play.
0: Yeah, it's a little bit like a play by post yeah. kind of system. Um, so in a mush, the first thing right out the gate is almost probably ninety nine percent of the time, romance never happen between a. Uh, a storyteller, they call them wizards Mm -hmm. on MUSHs.
1: An NPC and a PC.
0: Right. Almost never happens. Mm -hmm. Um, And that's typically because uh, wizards, storytellers on a MUSH are just not involved on that level of a MUSH. There's too many players, too much going on, too many different time schedules going on for when people are logging in and stuff that like wizards... On a Mush are more worried about like moving their universe's plot along and running those event scenes than they are running uh, an NPC going on a date. Right. There's just not, it's not practical.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, so that almost never happens.
1: It does on occasion. It I does. have, I have on my games. Sometimes I do that.
0: Right. Uh, but, but typically it's always between a PC and a PC, right? <laughs> or a PC... And an NPC that that player is also running.
1: Yeah, you know yeah.
0: sometimes that happens, uh, and that's always annoying.
1: Yeah, because you're think. just role playing with yourself. Yeah, you it's know. stupid. But <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> I'm being judgmental. You are being judgy. Yeah, but it mostly it's between a player, one player character, and another player character in a mush. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it's important to note, first of all. Um, Safety is still an issue in a mush. Yes, uh, partly because uh, there are only like <laughs> there's only like 50 players of mushes in the whole world. So you're gonna run that in, way. you're gonna run into these people again. And if bleed goes south, and somebody decides that they hate your guts, you're it's, gonna run into them again on a game. And, it's and
1: I actually going to be a problem. Bleed is worse in mush than it is in LARP. Right. And which is weird because you think face to face. With someone you'd have more bleed, but like, I, I don't know, I, I've heard so many horror stories of people that mushed that were like, I had to stop playing with this person because they got mad at me when they found out in real life I had, I was married. Right. And you're like, whoa, you know, like, you know, or they found out that I'm a girl.
0: And, you, and your and your character and my character
1: was a boy, and they said that I lied to them. <laughs> it's like, no, what? Right? Whoa, everybody. Well, I mean, and, and bleed happens.
0: You know, that sort of bleed happens in all three. I mean, break, yes. if breakups can can destroy games. Yes. You know, in a tabletop game, uh, a a breakup, especially if it's like two two players playing two characters that are dating, and they, they are also dating in real life. You know, that breakup can can even typically if, one of them gets the game in divorce.
1: Yeah, I was gonna say even <laughs> even if their characters weren't dating and you just have two people that were dating at your table that break up, right. generally you lose one of the players. Yeah.
0: And in a in a LARP uh, in a LARP, you can lose them both. Yeah. Typically, you lose them both. But usually, you lose them both for a few months. And then one and comes then back. And then one will come back. And then maybe six months later, you might get the other one yeah. back. Yeah. Uh, but what you have to be careful of in, in LARPs with with breakups like that is um, in uh, in the LARP community right now, uh, the LARP community has a lot of people who practice polyamory, mm-hmm. which means they are dating more than one person. Yes. Uh, and typically, because we meet people at the hobbies that we yes, that we yes, enjoy, yes, yes, Many times, you will get, uh, you know, a, what do they call them? A polycule? Is that what I they don't. Call I don't know. I'm not I think, sure. Uh, if, if that's the wrong word, forgive me. I'm not trying to get it wrong. I think it's called a polycule. But basically, you'll get maybe like if it's a a polyamorous group of like four people, all four will play in your LARP. Yes.
1: Uh, yeah.
0: And and the problem the the problem is that if there is a sour breakup. You're losing four people.
1: Yeah, which is suddenly a way bigger chunk. Right, if you've got
0: 20 players in your game, suddenly you've lost...
1: A fifth of your game.
0: Right, it's...
1: (laughs) Math, it's math. It is
0: math. Uh, You know, but and that can be a huge problem. Uh, And so, but in a mush, uh, in a mush, when when those breakups happen, uh, people get angry. Yeah. You know, like, you don't see anger in the tabletop and the LARP. When when breakups like that happen, like Not to the, the anger level. doesn't come to game. Yeah, but man, in a mush when people when
1: characters break up, woo. Yeah, like it, it, I'll, I'll be honest, I you know I I do a lot of gaming, mm-hmm. and I have got, I have cried more over the way people have treated me on mushes than anything else. I think
0: bleed is the worst in a mush. Yeah,
1: it is. It absolutely and is. it
0: shouldn't be. It should it be should. an alarm. The emergency. I, I think
1: it's because you're even when you log on and you're not your character, you're still a persona, mm-hmm. and so it's like you have like all these masks you're putting on when you're when you're mushing, and it all kind of blends together, and it feels like you're personally being attacked mm-hmm. because like. You you know if I'm playing Bob on this mush,
0: you're also still talking as Carrie as on the,
1: the out public of ch- channel. Yes, on the in the pub channel, but it says Bob, right? You know, Bob says hi everybody, and, and so then suddenly there's a little bit of an identity crisis
0: because even technically even the technical aspects bleed.
1: Yeah, yeah, and, and so like it's it's real easy to. Um, yeah, like I, I, don't even know how to.
0: I also think some of it is because you're, you're oftentimes with a, with a mush. Unlike tabletop and LARP, it's just you, yeah, all by yourself in a room, pouring a hundred percent into your computer screen mm-hmm. and getting hundred percent back. Yeah, and when it goes sour, it's hundred percent sour. Yeah. I also and and you know another contributing factor too is um, a lot of people who play mush mushes. Uh, a lot of them are folks who have who have health problems or yes. or social issues or psychological issues things like that that make their uh a lot of times their their main connection to the outside world yes it's through, through the computer yeah and so they're invested in it much more as well
1: yeah i uh I've had some scary things happen to me on mushes. And, you know, we've talked in the past about things that have happened at tabletop games and LARPs. Right. Um, I've had that same level of, of creep and scary happen on mushes. Yeah. Um, you know, I, it's, you know, where, where you're suddenly worried about someone else's safety. If I don't say yes, are they going to never log on again?
0: Right. Because
1: of something bad or, you know, like it, it can get pretty intense. Yeah. And, and so even mushes do have some ways of battling that though. Um, a lot of times, you know, the fade to black is a, is a. Because consent,
0: consent exists in a mush as well. Yes. You know, you do. So, uh. We're going to rabbit trail for just a second because <laughs> to understand this, folks need to, un- we need to make sure folks understand an aspect yes. about mushing. Okay. okay. Uh, mush has an element to it that is called TS. Yes. Okay. They'll, they refer to TSing. Okay. TS stands for tiny sex. Mm-hmm. Just to be frank, it's cyber sexing.
1: Yeah, it can right? be. Yeah.
0: Uh, essentially, it is just we are now going to write a porno scene together yeah. with Woo! our two characters doing it. Right. Mm-hmm. And, and it is very common. It is oftentimes a focus and goal for players who mush.
1: And, and you know what? If that is your focus and goal and you are right. up front. I should clear- say
0: it is a focus and goal of having a romance in. Yes. In a, you know, we were talking about the focus and goal of a relationship in a tabletop in a LARP. Well, in a mush, sometimes the focus and goal is to be able to have have TS scenes.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Right. Not but, always, but sometimes. But because you are being very, very graphic and very, very descriptive, uh, it can be um, much more... Safety and consent becomes much more important yes. there because there is a huge level of vulnerability being presented through the keyboard and screen.
1: Yes. That being said, that is not always the goal for rushing.
0: Right. But that brings us back then to what you were saying, is there is... there is They call it fade to black.
1: Yeah. You fade to black, you know, I'm, I'm not... Archae- or, or you just say, you know, I'm not interested in... Running this type of a romance. Right. My okay. character takes your hand, we walk to the bedroom, fade to black. Fade to black. And that's okay, too. Mm-hmm. And you just have to be up front on both ends for that. Right, right. Uh,
0: but, you know, I have seen the drama in a mush breakup actually completely end a game.
1: Yeah, wasn't it that Buffy game? It that?
0: was. Yeah, it was yeah. a Buffy the Vampire Slayer game. It's been many years, but basically there was, uh, there was a couple on the game. I, I say a couple... I mean their characters were a couple. Right. And as they broke up, other characters in the game picked picked sides, right? It was like a divorce, but right. they picked sides and then all of those all of those confrontations started to bleed. Right. And then they all started the two factions started to be mean out of character and then the entire game imploded and basically the game shut down. Because everybody left, because everybody hated each other.
1: That's crazy,
0: right? But it can happen. It's so bizarre. Yeah. <laughs> one of the one of the things you have to be be careful of in a, a mush with a relationship is uh, we talk about people uh, hi, who have their characters. They just hide in bedrooms the yeah. whole time, yeah. right? It's kind of this joke, but what it it doesn't actually mean the two characters are hiding in a bedroom, you know. The TS-ing the whole game. Typically, it's it's just a phrase that just means uh, the boyfriend character and the girlfriend character or the, the girlfriend and girlfriend or the boyfriend or boyfriend, whatever the combination may be. Uh, the two the two characters that are dating always are in private scenes together. Yeah. Whether that is in a bedroom or at a restaurant or uh, at an ice cream shop or at the coffee shop. Yeah. They They're- only want to role play the two of them at the table together you know at the
1: restaurant right. or at the which you know if that's what you're there for you know okay but go to a private room and, and you know
0: be aware that in in much like the other the other types of games that's how you build animosity from other players
1: oh absolutely they start
0: rolling their eyes oh Carrie and Ryan's characters yeah, or oh, a private room again when, well when
1: you when you type in plus where and it shows up everyone else's In, you know, hanging out at the tavern and you guys are, it's like in real life. If you, a group of your friends all went somewhere to hang out and then you're just macking on your, your significant other in a corner and not talking to anyone. After a while, they stop inviting you and you're not going to be invited to the big scenes and and things like that.
0: Yeah. So there. What about real couples? Um. I I don't really notice them in, uh
1: typically i where i notice real couples in mushes is in um on pub channel they're yeah. they're also
0: always storytellers together yeah
1: they are <laughs> oh my gosh what a what a what a what a stereotype that seems to be right. true well i think i think it's easy if the two of you
0: are at a are, are both on your laptops 10 feet away it's easier to go hey what do you think of this oh yeah. okay and then but let's fix do it this let's
1: do that yeah, yeah.
0: I, I think, ironically, I have found that real life couples tend to not want their characters to be couples. Oh yeah, because I'm
1: I'm with you 24 seven. Because you're sitting
0: five feet away from me, yeah. so It's weird. Why are we Why are we typing our conversation? Yeah. <laughs>
1: no, absolutely.
0: So, are you? What do you think? Is there any? What do you think? There are other any other differences between
1: tabletop LARP and Mush? <clears throat> I always like to talk about like props and stuff like that. Right. Um, I think props. For all three of these types of games. Uh, tabletop, you know, if your character is in a romance with someone else, writing a love letter to them. Like, that, there's something really cool about that. Right. You know, um, as long as you don't <laughs> go overboard, you know. In a LARP, giving or getting a, a gift is huge. It's such a cool moment. Right. Um. And you know, props are big in tabletop too. Yeah, they are. They are. You know, like I, I've gotten, um, I remember one time in a werewolf LARP for a ro- romance, for, mm. for a forbidden romance, mm. someone gave my character a teddy bear, and something happened, and the teddy bear got blown up. Like it wasn't like they gave me a bomb with a mm-hmm. teddy bear around it. It was like something happened. The teddy bear had been in play for like months. Yeah, and then something happened, and it got burned or blown up or something. And I remember it was this this great moment of like I'm going to kill every single one of those <laughs> bad guys, and it was just such it was good role play, right? Um, you know, and in in Mushes the same thing. You know, you it's not a physical prop, but you know, I played in a Harry Potter game once. And, uh, I, I fashioned a locket, you know, a magical locket that when, uh, when, when my, my boyfriend at the time would say my name, he'd hear my heartbeat. Right. Like it was, it was a nothing thing, but like it, it did so much cool role play around it.
0: And I think that's the important thing to remember. Cause we talked a lot about the, like the negative side of, of romances because that's where like the, the dangers and the interesting conversations mm-hmm. lie, but uh, but the truth is, a romance can really add a lot to your game. It can uh, flesh out, help flesh out your characters. It can make connections to the plot and the story and the well, the world that's going on. It,
1: it just makes everything feel a little more real because you know what? There's romance in real life, right? And you you want those connections. You want the that flavor. Yeah. You know, just maybe not overpowering.
0: Right. So there you go, so go have your character hook up with something.
1: No, no.
0: no. <laughs> if you'd like to TS with Carrie No <laughs> Oh my gosh. <laughs> All right. Oh. Let's let's go to Game <music> All right, Welcome to Game Wrap. We did. <laughs> uh, I never thought that I'd say that I missed Jason. What? And I don't. Oh, what? I, <laughs> we do. We, we miss do. Jason. We do. Hopefully we'll see him at Kanyuga this weekend. Yeah. And maybe we'll see some of our listeners at Kanyuga too.
1: Yay. If you see us, come, uh... Come say hi and stuff and take a selfie with us.
0: Awesome. Yeah. Awesome. Wow. So you can listen to this podcast uh, on our website, on dot or you can go find it on spot on spotter. On spotter. On Spotify, iTunes, any of those places. Stitcher. Any of those places. Any of them. Any of those places. Any. You can also find us on Facebook.com slash honor podcast. Uh, we have a group there as well. You can also find us uh, on Twitter. At a Roll Podcast. Mm-hmm. And, of course, you can go to com slash Podcast and uh, help support us getting a new Roadcaster Pro <laughs> soundboard so that our, our thing becomes more better. Oh,
1: but not our English. Yeah. Yeah.
0: All right. Well, uh, Jason does not get any experience points this week oh. because he is not here. Uh, but you, he sent
1: in a downtime.
0: Oh, well... That's true. That is true, but he still doesn't get one. Oh my gosh. Yeah. You however get two experience points this week because mm-hmm. you did your job and his. Oh, thanks. Yeah. So we appreciate that. All right. Yeah. All right, let's roll on the magical item chart, see what you got this week. Ooh, a keyboard of TSing. <laughs> why is good. it sticky? I dunno. Don't, I don't ah! All right, join us next week when our topic is why does this dice bag smell like my feet? <laughs> Until next time, uh, I'm Ryan the Curmudgeon. Carrie the Legend was here. Jason the Favorite was not. Remember, the only way to win a role-playing game is to have fun. <laughs> fun. NTS. No! What? The <laughs> only way to win is to have fun with my friends. I'm on a roll again. Tabletop, lot, mush, and everything in between. The only way I win is to have fun with. I'm